Welcome back to Nintendo Rama episode 14. According to the document, this is episode 10, part 4. Yeah, 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 whatever. Ignore the copy and paste errors, let's get on with it. Wait, did you All like right. did you did you like how I named it the Nintendo Switch No Pro? The Nintendo Switch No Pro OLED Edition HD's <laughs> 1080p plus Knuckles Simpsons Hit and Run <laughs> released Mega what's Mega 64 HD Ultra Turbo Graphics Part Two? Yeah. <laughs> XD Coliseum DX. Something like that. Featuring um, Dante from Devil May Cry. Dude, I'm telling you, we just have to predict stuff on this show because the next day it happens. <laughs> We have a good track no. record. We're like three and three. I know, right? But uh, it's uh, okay. So, what are we predicting? Well, no, uh, or maybe not even a prediction, but like at least something that we talk about on this show, whether it's related to the articles or not, will get announced tomorrow. Just so. keep that in mind. I'm just saying it. It, it happens. It's happened three, four times now, and it's kind of spooky. And I, I'm gonna hit the lotto tomorrow, so it's gonna be great. We um, are with a with a podcast version of The Simpsons. There it is. There it is. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about that. What do you think of the OLED? Um, I think I want to pick it up because, um, first of all, it has a slightly bigger screen. You know, uh, what is it? 0.8 inches diagonal. Increase? And, yeah, I think. Yeah, because that bezel, I mean, really, it's giant. Yeah, um, I, it is. It is. So there's that. Um, they say it should be the same size screen, but at the same time, they're also saying it doesn't quite fit as snug with um, Nintendo Labo VR and stuff. So, no, no, no. no, no. I they didn't say the screen was the same size. Just the switch with the Joy Cons is the same. The screen is going from six point two inches to seven inches because of the bezel being made smaller. That's what it is. Well, uh, that's something like that. Anyway, other than that, from what I understand. Uh, the sound chip, or no, not the sound chip, the speakers are improved. Yeah, whatever that vague statement was. Enhanced audio <laughs> is what they said. So yeah. that's um, um, interesting. One of the things that bugs me about the um, original model Nintendo Switch right. is that when I play games like, for example, Dead by Daylight or um, what's it called? Uh, Clea? Clea. Oh, yes. Okay. There's like a heartbeat when an enemy is nearby in both games. Right. And the original Switch speakers cannot properly output that bass sound of a heartbeat, so it's like very faint when you actually hear it. You, if you want to play those games portably, it's always recommended to use headphones. Yeah, I. Agree. And I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that the upgraded speakers will alleviate that, but I'm not entirely sure if they will. You want to know a game is super loud on the Switch, like you can't play it at full volume with the Go speakers. Ahead. Pokemon Sword and Shield. You play oh that. God. You play that full volume with the game in in the game sound at um, set to ten. You mm-hmm. will freak out. Like it's so loud. Everything about it. It's crazy. I can't play it at full volume. I, I I don't understand. I mean, I I that's that's another thing because it has it doesn't have a good bass speaker. The, the original Switch because you know it's a teeny tiny little device. Yeah. The higher pitch noises are more. Annoying, I want to say. So I, you, I rarely play at full volume if I'm not using headphones or you know TV speakers or whatever. Yeah, and like it's varying. Like certain games are crazy good with the sound. Certain ones are mm-hmm. super quiet at full volume. And it's even in even in Nintendo's own titles, it's like that. So it's kind of hit or miss. 
So I usually but, end up playing with headphones, to be honest. Um, yeah. Other than that, we do have an OLED screen. The OLED screen, yes. Um, good. You can't, you can't take it away from that, man. OLED, OLED's prime, primo. It, it's good, but you know me. I, 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 I can sit down and play games for a long session. And especially if you play games like, let's say, Dead by Daylight again, that have like the same interface constantly on screen. How bad is image retention going to be? How fast is that going to happen with this OLED screen? Well, you have auto because... brightness as a thing, which is always nice. And you have the you can always have the auto sleep after a certain time being, uh, what do you call it? Uh, idle. So right, right. But still, it's uh, it's not going to happen it's, from it's... sitting in a lobby for Dead by Daylight for fifteen minutes and then going into a match. It's going to be if you're sitting in the lobby and you leave your switch on without the auto sleep for <laughs> hours at a time. Then yes, it'll happen. Or if you're um, I don't know, like. If you're staring, if you, yeah, like if you fall asleep at the main menu of like Diablo or whatever it is, you know, right, right. stuff like that. Like it's not gonna happen from 15 minutes and then you're in a match at Dead by Daylight or something like that. Um, right. Or if you leave your switch on the home screen, like sometimes mine does, and you just see the squares there for a while. Sure, it might happen. <laughs> but um, auto brightness helps with that too. Um, the downside to the uh, what do you call it? OLED is that it also can bring out certain pixels not looking as nice because it's still mm -hmm. 720. So right. certain games will look great because vividly they'll pop, but at the same time might look worse because it's still a 720 output max. You know. Right. What I'm what I'm looking forward to though about the Switch is there should be the Model Two version that they released, yeah. which means because it has a more efficient processing uh, a more efficient processor it should reduce no uh, increase battery life sorry i said i wanted to say reduce battery usage but it increases battery life yeah the battery life should be the better version right the red when I, when I, right when i'm playing dead by daylight on my switch and handheld mode it's an hour and a half and it's dead yeah i gotcha i i i like the wide caboose they added dude I rarely use the the stand, so... Yeah, but it's nice to have. I mean, it's nice to have, but... The original stand, in my opinion, worked fine. And it's different viewing angles it. now. That is nice, because Nintendo did release originally for the for the Switch a stand with different angles that you could I get. I have one. Well, now um, we don't need to anymore. Yeah, now I don't. Although I'm probably not going to um, buy the OLED right now to be honest um it I has made... good time timing but i don't know yeah it, it releases with samus uh no metroid dread yes great timing for a game and also good color scheme with the white oh i forgot to build in the uh, land port that's something nice because i only have like one of those land adapters but i have two switch docks i have one here in my streaming setup which is currently the one that's hooked up to the land adapter and then I have one just for gaming in a living room, and that one is not hooked up to a LAN adapter. That one's running on Wi-Fi. I kind of wish they made this an extra port instead of taking away one USB port. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this almost feels like, and many have said this, like a console not made for people who have Switches, but for people who are still interested in getting one. Right. I do like the sleeker design, though, of like the dock. Oh, it, the dock's it looks great. A little bit... That's great. Those curved but edges. If you, if you just want to do it for the dock, you can just get the dock. 
they have been and, sold separately. Right, and the um, the fact that the, the middle of it, the dock, this Nintendo Switch symbol lights up, looks looks nice. I don't think it actually lights up. I think it's just a reflection in that video. It was no, dude, really it lights up. I'm not sure. I don't think it lights up. Hold on. Uh, also, 64 gigs internal is nice for you. Yes, because I'm already out of... My 32 gigs are already full. And I know that Arlo said that it lights up, but it doesn't light up. It's just the way the camera t turns. I don't think it lights up. You can't no, convince me. It's going to light up, dude. Um, it's not going to light up. I think the white and black design is nice, especially with the white dock. Like It makes it for a much sleeker release. I am so disappointed, though, that they are no longer producing those gray Joy-Cons because all my Joy-Cons are gray, and I don't want the is red that and confirmed, blue ones. Though? Oh, yeah. They, they, Nintendo already stated that uh, they, they uh, discontinued the gray Joy-Con. That's upset. Dude, look. Look, I'm seeing the video, and it doesn't light up. That's how the glare is from the... Not the glare. It's, it's just the way up. that the light shines on it. It, it doesn't light up. up. That's so crazy Dude. that it lights up okay. like that. Okay, 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 okay. It doesn't light up. Just get back to me when it's uh, October and this thing comes out, and I get one, and I'll show you that it doesn't light up. Okay, you can test the $350 DAC. Tell me if it lights so up. So here, here's the thing about this $350. Um, I made a mistake. I thought this was a $20 increase in price, which I thought was very fine. But then I remembered that 330 is the European price. It's 330 euros compared to 300 dollars. So it's a 50 dollars increase, which suddenly makes it a little bit less appealing. <laughs> yes, 50 dollars everywhere, you know. Um, so after taxes is like 385 or something like that. Uh, we don't do taxes. Regardless, <laughs> it's it's a lot of an increase. I yeah. get the OLED screen is expensive, but also. I wonder if they're going to phase out the original model. They might. I could see that happening. It's just kind of like weird. You know, how many of these parts have been, been being, being made for years? Like, you couldn't right. just keep the price. If they made this 300 and decreased the other one to 250 I probably would have liked that better. I think many well, people would have liked that better. The thing is, if they made this 300 decrease the other one to 250 would they not need to change the price of the of the switch light to to a little bit lower because 199 250 300 is not a big step sure yeah that's fine they could i guess dude they're making so much money they can they're controlling the market right now for consoles plus you can't even get a series x or a ps5 so oh, they, they have some of, wiggle room dude speaking of not being able to get anything um the switch oled model is already available on ebay for 800 dollars. i've seen that which doesn't Some... make any sense because the pre-orders haven't even opened for this on the U.S. side of things. Only the U.K. I know, I know. Uh, I, I sorry. I want to say eight hundred pounds, not dollar. So yeah, that's probably on the, why. On the, on the U.K. eBay, this thing is already available for an outrageous amount of money for to scalpers. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's expected all the time. The switch was like that too. Even during quarantine last year, I was trying to get my sister a switch and. The V2 model was selling for five and change. Wow. So, yeah. Shortages are the worst. I don't know. I I like it. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see, because I also have an OG day one Switch. Mm. Literally day one. I'm waiting to see if they do a limited edition of this, like with a collab for a game. Although I do like the white. Or maybe if they do... Um, 
I don't know, maybe another Switch revision, because the 3DS had six of them, so let's not put it past them to do another revision. Sure. Okay, so what they could do, they released this, which means they would have three different versions on the market. Right. The, the Lite, the Model 2, and the OLED model. Right. They're going to phase out the Model 2, reduce the price of this one, and then release the Switch Pro. Yeah. I could see that, or, or just, um, yeah. I mean, essentially, that would make it so that there is an entry level one, mm -hmm. a handheld only one, and a beefier, more focused exclusively on the dock version. That can, can that can get closer to competing with like last gen consoles and making still not uh, impossible requirements for developers to get their games on their system, so we don't have to keep going into cloud gaming. See, here's the thing, though. If it's a dock only, I'm not going to buy it because the. No, no, no I'm not saying dock only. I'm just saying more to the dock community, whereas the OLED obviously is really just tailoring to people playing handheld right now. Right. The only, the only benefit of the dock community, quote unquote, for the OLED model is the LAN port and maybe right. the memory, but I mean, the memory is universal. Sure. And 64 gigs is great and all, but to be fair, I mean, you load up Breath of the Wild. Diablo 3, Resident Evil 5, you're gone. That's that, that's <laughs> done, dude. I mean... Try, try installing just a Witcher and XCOM and it's gone. Yeah, dude, it's gone. Right? Yeah. You, add, you can't even install the three Borderlands games, still. <laughs> you can barely get away with the three Bioshock games. So, I... Uh, 64, I kind of really just wish they went to 128. They should have sure. just went to 128. That would have been awesome. I probably would have bought it because that would save me from having to jump to a one terabyte card. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently set on a 400 gigs and I'm considering a one terabyte card, but yeah, still a little bit on the spendy side. Yeah, I have a one or a four, I guess it's 420, whatever it is, 420 terabyte card. And I wish, I wish it was a little more increased, but I mean, it's good they even acknowledged it and decided to increase it. I do right. think the Switch Pro should have more than 64, though. Or at least oh, yeah, 64. The Switch Pro should have, six, should have everything the OLED has, and then more. If it doesn't, it's kind of like, what? Like, if the Switch Pro isn't an OLED screen, it's kind of weird. Goes back, to the, goes back to the regular screen. Uh, yeah, it goes back to an LCD screen. Shri shrink in size again. <laughs> yeah, it makes it 6.2 again. Maybe, maybe I could see them keeping it at 7 and switching it from OLED to LCD. I would maybe live with that. Because at least it's still a size increase and a smaller bezel, but if they okay, do, okay. if they do both, like no, come on. Okay, so they're gonna <clears> release <throat> the Switch Pro, which will be a Pro version of the old model, and then a year later from that, they're gonna release the Switch Pro OLED edition. A Pro OLED edition. Yep, a, you got it. Pro LED. <laughs> a Pro LED. Yeah, there it is, yep. dude. <laughs> I I swear, man. I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen. That would be so disappointing, but that would be so Nintendo, like. Right. It really would. It's kind of sad to think about it, but it would be so Nintendo with it. Um, and, then no, and, then no, and then nobody buys a Pro OLED because right. they know that yep. within two years the Switch 2 comes out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what it is. No one buys it because the Switch Pro comes out. Or the, the Switch 2 comes out ASAP. Right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <sighs> we shall see what comes down the pipe. Um, as far as other news... Mario might be an exclusive to a Peacock. That's cool. 
That's well, it's not entirely exclusive, apparently. So it will be the <clears throat> first four months and the last four months of the 18 month streaming window will be exclusive. So you will have four months that you can watch it on Peacock. Then you have 10 months where you can watch it on other places. And then you have four months where it's exclusive to Peacock again, from what I can read here. Yeah, but why Peacock? Um, that is a very good question. Why I guess Peacock? Cause, maybe because it's universal? I, I kind of want to say because Peacock is currently a very popular platform because it does have The Office, which Netflix lost. It's on, the Office is on... Uh, isn't The Office on um, something else too, though? Or no? It's on several services, but I'm pretty sure Peacock has like the office and like uh, deleted scenes and all that on there. I think it's because Universal is helping to make them, and they have the park, and Peacock is, and Universal are part of NBC. Could be. So if NBC helps to own Universal Pictures, and they have the park, and you know Nintendo just made the Japan Japan park for you know Super Mario Land, mm-hmm. I can kind of see it. Being maybe that's why they wanted to have it exclusive on their platform to boost sales. Yeah, maybe. You know what still surprises me about the Mario movie? The it's supposed we don't have it's a trailer suppo- yet. It's supposed to come out next year, and we know nothing. Yeah, we don't even know who. Do we even? We don't even know who's casted. No, because it says here a lot of information about the Super Mario movie is still unclear. Charles Marnet, the voice of Mario, was reportedly not even cast as Mario or even approached for the role. Yeah, I don't even know how that's a thing because he's the voice in ninety-eight percent of everything. Yeah, so... the only thing that he, the only thing that he's not the voice of Mario in is everything before he got cast. Everything after that, you know, or you know, some Japanese commercials that don't use him. But other than that, he's when been did Mario. He get casted? Okay, there was. Like, what was his in... first game? Uh, I want to say his first game was Mario's Fundamentals on PC. Alright, what was the first console game? Mario 64. So, that's kind of, like, weird, then. That's a long time, dude. Mm-hmm. That's, that's at least 25 years, so what the heck? <laughs> not, okay, even, so, not even approach is almost insulting. So, here's the thing, right? I like Charles Martinet. He's a good, you know, he does a good Mario. He did a really good um, Parthenux in Skyrim. All right. And uh, but you can tell that his voice has changed over the years as you know time went on. Yeah. And the question is, how long can he still do that Mario voice like for and make it sound good, you know, and like have complete sentences? Because I don't know if you've ever played the game Mario versus Donkey Kong in GBA. Right. The the cutscenes at the end had Mario like talking full lines and. I don't know if I can listen. I like Mario's voice, but I don't know if I can listen to that for a full movie, you know? Well, maybe... I mean, I won't completely discount it, but at the same time, GBA didn't have the greatest sound compression, so... Right. Um, that probably didn't help. I don't know. I, I think it's a little insulting to not even consult the guy who's done right. pretty much what most of the generation that's going to watch the movie knows Mario's voice as, so it's kind of weird. Um, right. I don't know all the inner workings and whatever, but like at the same time, right? Most of the mm. stuff that he does or that they use in games, he's probably already recorded. Like as far as like being concerned about him losing his voice, like mm. he probably doesn't have to record that many new things every time there's a game that comes out. 
Sure. Well, it changes every time because if you if you if you uh, listen between like Mario sixty four and then Mario Sunshine, the voice is already slightly different. And then if you listen to Mario Galaxy, it's way different, like higher pitched and everything. So yeah, but you can also it just affect pitch and edit it in a sound. I'm talking well, about like yeah, exclusive but... lines. Like you don't. He's probably sure. not recording that many. Like they probably have sound bites they can use if that really was ever a concern. Right. You know, like just. Just with anything, they'd be silly to not have that because then it would just change change the entire persona of Mario. Just like we'll see. just like this sealed copy, just change the entire landscape for used games. Oh my god, one point five six million for a sealed copy of Super Mario sixty four. Not even the best Mario game either. Not even the best one. Like, and it sold for that much. That's kind of. Sc- Kind of crazy, in my opinion. I'm probably going to get so much hate for that. We just lost every viewer. <laughs> uh, it's... Mario 64 was a great game when it came out, but the controls have not aged the best. Uh, yeah, not even the camera. I'd say the camera was the only... They could have... I don't know. Maybe... They kind of fixed it in the... Um, what do you call it? What was that one called? The one that just came out? Uh, Mario 3D All-Stars? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of fixed the camera in that, so I can't be mad. But, like, I don't know, man. There's, I, like, think there's better Mario games. Unless we're only talking about 3D, and then even, st- even so, I still think Galaxy's a better game. Right. But the thing is, so you have this copy of Super Mario 64, which sells for 1.56 million. Right. Which is right after a copy of The Legend of Zelda on NES sold for a record $870,000, which was, at that point, I think the highest price paid for a video game ever. And then Mario 64 just outdoes it within a week. Was this, um, was the Mario 60, oh, well, the, and the Zelda's sealed, right? Yes, I believe so. Do you, <clears throat> I don't know off, I don't know as much Zelda as you do. Is this, this is one of the gold carts or no? Um... Let me see here. Let like, me... I don't know when they did those gold cards, but I would assume maybe. Um, let me quickly breathe here. Oh, it looks like it not. when you look at the... It looks like it. It says... Uh... Yes. Oh, apparently it says it's the only copy of this particular cartridge, and the only one rarer than it was the NES TM, which was the true first production run. Okay. I don't understand why it's... Oh, it's because of the grade. So, I guess because it got a... An, 9.0. 9.0. Yeah, that's why. And then the Mario 64 one was a 9.8, which is almost mint. 9.8's in all... There's not that many 10s, man. And you have to understand <laughs> that in the NES 2... Well, NES 2 GameCube era... Yeah, know, it was all, all that cardboard all, it boxes. It was all cardboard, so, like, that... Mm-hmm. that, that um degrades quickly and obviously is a lot more brittle than a plastic yeah. case so to have a 9.8 of a cardboard plastic sealed game is mm. honestly incredible yeah especially considering also like oh here's a game for the kid do they need to do they need the box now they just need the game can't play with the box so let's toss it out yeah i know i did that for most of my collection so did i man this was at heritage auctions which has had other games sell for good amounts um same with, what do you call it? Uh, trading cards. 
So that's mm -hmm. cool. And I think they're um probably we're we're probably gonna see um you know other games start going for this price. But the problem with this really is is that used games now everyone's gonna think their copy is awesome and they're gonna go up in price whether they're sealed or not. Yeah. I can already sense the vultures hovering around this. <laughs> yeah, the fact that it, if it's not sealed, it just makes it... I mean, it's it's less valuable, obviously, but at the same time, people mm -hmm. are still going to be like, yeah, but it's Super Mario 64, so I wouldn't be surprised if the listings on eBay jump up $10, $20 for, these, for this game for at least a few months. Um, right. Same with Zelda. Same with just all of the market. Like, dude, right now, GBA games and GameCube games are so expensive gamecube because there wasn't a lot of gamecubes made so and there's less yeah. there was less games made gba because again you have the whole cardboard carton um quality thing and if you want to complete in box because i've pl i've paid for some of them they get expensive quick because you know cardboard is not as easy to maintain no it's not it's uh, i've seen it happen with my own copies <clears throat> i uh i had a copy of um super ghouls and ghosts on gba and that box just got flattened yeah, it's it. I mean, that's why I gotta start finding plastic covers for all of these limited editions and collector's editions I have for the Switch. I mean, I have them. I keep all of the boxes I get for everything now, except the Mimos. Mm -hmm. I do open those, so I apologize to those who hate that. But other than that, I keep them. So I have to eventually start figuring out how to keep those because they're all different sizes. Yeah. But at least I have the box, I guess. I don't know. Oh well, I I am glad I stopped being collector a while ago. <laughs> at least we're getting. Especially in at least we're getting a new Pokemon game. So, yeah, we are. Um, so I've played Nexamon Extinct Extinction on Switch, did a review about it. Um, yep. Basically, I, I like the, the game. It's just very... I don't know how to describe it's, what it. Is. Okay, it's like this. So when I played Nexamon Extinction, it looks like a nice open world. Right. You know, like you can walk freely, but then you're still restricted to a grid, kind of like the old Pokemon games on Game Boy. Which I don't and hate. That's, well, it's, it, it threw me off at first. I'm like, why is my character not going where I want? And then once I realize I'm on the grid, I'm like, oh. And it is 2D animated battles, and the battles definitely draw from Pokemon. Anyone who, de mm -hmm. who denies that is, I don't know what you're on. No. Nexamon is basically... It, it, it's basically old-school style Pokemon with new um, conveniences and stuff thrown in from modern games. Right. You know what I do like? I'm on the stream right now. I like that when you talk to people, uh, you have like a full conversation window come up, kind of like in an, a JRPG, and you have a full mm -hmm. 2D rendering of that character, as opposed to just yes, their, that is nice. with their sprite. And I always enjoyed that when I was going through the game. And, you know, there's different shading, and it almost kind of feels like this was Diamond and Pearl era, like the last 2D Pokemon game, and that's kind of what they're going for, which is cool. They have yeah. over 300 designs. They do have um, different uh, typings and, like, a typing chart, like this is good against that. And I, they even have evolutions. Um, <laughs> they have some that are scarily similar to some Pokemon. Um and so yeah yeah so this is the first one i think this one was stuck on android for the longest time sure and it's now finally coming as kind of a sort of a prequel because we already had this sequel at nexamon extinction is that the full is that the sequel the, the second one or is it even so, better than that 
No, Nexomon Extinction is a sequel to Nexomon, which this one is. Okay, gotcha. So we're getting the first one now that we have the second one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the first one was stuck on phones for like a long time. I mean, your character um, even looks like Red, dude. Dude, I mean, if you look at the, if you look, I don't know if you're at the main site, but if you look at the character, am, yeah. uh, uh, the like all the way at the top, the the the. the, the like right under the name Nexomon, that that looks like something from Pokemon Sword or Shield. That looks like what what are those names again? Zacian and Zamamenta, dude. It literally looks yes. like Zacian. And, I know, right? And it's like the background uh, where the Pokemon's standing and the pillars. That is so Diamond and Pearl esque. Mm-hmm. It literally looks like you're about yeah, to fight yeah, the yeah. Alga. It's interesting. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's it's basically just Pokemon. Another thing that bugged me about the sequel. Mm-hmm. Is you know when you start Pokemon, uh, you usually get a choice of three: uh, right. grass, water, fire type, whatever. Right. You get a choice from one of each type. So yeah, there's seven. There's just seven to nine types. Uh, pick one. Uh, I don't know which type is strong. I just picked one I thought it looked nice and went with that. That's what I did. I just picked <laughs> purely aesthetic and went from there. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of different regions and landscapes. So it's cool. It's if it, it definitely will fill your Pokemon nostalgia if you want one of those 2D old games. Um, at least mm-hmm. until the remake of Diamond and Pearl comes out. I would have said it would definitely fill it, but now that we're getting that, it's gonna be less so. Um, yeah, still cool it's, to see though. It's a fun game, but at this point, when I played the sequel. I was already at a Pokemon fatigue, so I was like, yeah. I don't remember how much the first one even cost. Nexomon Extinction? Or this one? Nexomon Extinction. They don't have the this one up yet, I don't believe. Oh, I I, 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 I want to say it was 30 bucks, but I got a review copy for it, so... So did I. I don't know how much it was. I, got, I, think I it's feel like, like it was twenty four ninety nine. I think it was like 20 on Steam and then like 5 or 10 bucks more on Switch. Yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. Um, we get Grindstone update. That is exciting. Grind- we, got that, we got that on Friday. Uh, so here's the thing I feel about Grindstone, right? For a long time, I feel like a lot of people were telling me that it was a really great game. So I eventually right. purchased it. Right. I agree. It is a great game. But then suddenly so everybody stopped talking about it. Like You didn't hear anything about it anymore. And then out of the blue, Lost Layer update, 20 new levels, new challenges, new gear, name it. It looks cool. Are you I enjoying? can't lie. I totally started the video. LOL. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> it, it looks cool. Um, those of you who are listening at home, sorry for that sound bite at the beginning. I I uh, I do want to go back to it because there is like the whole climbing the leaderboard, versing your friends, seeing if you can get right. to a higher level than they can. Um, going from there, this is it's a match 'em up puzzle game. Um, However, it's a little more in-depth than just Candy Crush, which is what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. We get um, 20 levels, new area, new arena, new gear, new enemy, new weekly challenges, which is what I also liked, is there's weekly challenges. A new story, a new cutscene. New bosses, new hats. And this is a free update, so and available now as you're listening. It yep. came out on Friday. It's up right now. I don't know. How many so, levels are there on Grindstone right now? I think there's got to be... I have no there. idea, because I have not yet made it to the top of the mountain, so... There's got to be at least at least 200, dude. There, there's got to be a lot. I, I know there was a lot when I was looking at it. I was like, wow, um, this is intimidating. You're going to tell me some absurd number, and I'm going to uh, freak out and uninstall the game. 
let me just Google it. How many levels in Grindstone? There are 1.8 gig. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, craft new gear, overcome devious and pass encounters as you count. No conquer one knows. Grindstone no mountains, one knows, 200 plus levels. 200 okay. plus levels. So we'll round the 250 with this update. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of levels, especially. And. I like the color and the art style of it, so it it's a fun game. Definitely, definitely a worthy purchase in my opinion. Yeah, I I have been enjoying it, but uh, it's like every week a new game comes out I need to play, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is an easy pick up and play game, almost like Tetris right. ninety nine or um, the Pac Man. Which is kind, which is kind of why I wish it, I had it on my phone so I could play it. You know, like oh, I'm waiting for a match in that by daylight to pick up my phone, play a level of Grindstone. True. Yeah, it's like Tetris 99, Pac-Man, uh, Super Bomberman Online, Knockout City, all of those quick games. Um, can you tell that I've been enjoying the five-year anniversary event in Dead by Daylight because I keep bringing it up? <laughs> I can tell that you've, you're upset about the queue times. Oh my gosh. Actually, since I ranked up, queue times have gotten better. Fair enough. Good job. <laughs> you know what's not a good job? Uh, well... Is it not a good job? Because this also happened with Sonic Forces, I want to say, so... Dude, I don't know how I feel. Okay, I do know how I feel. This game looks really nice. Like, I never played it the does original. Really nice. I played. I never played the original. I watched gameplay of the original one, and I thought it looked good. So to see this looking even better than that is kind of crazy to me. So Sonic Colors Ultimate has a trailer that uh, boasts 4K visual, 60 FPS graphics. Right. As but those two things have been removed from the trailer that Nintendo uploaded. It doesn't boast a 4K graphics for obvious reasons, because that's not something the Switch does. But they also removed the 30 F uh, the 60 FPS message. So the assumption is made that this one will not be 60 frames per second on Switch. The real question is, is the new game is the gameplay that they showed edited to be like it's playing on a Switch, or did they use the same footage and just remove those two words? <laughs> I want to say at least have it play on Switch. I mean, otherwise, it's you're just deceiving customers at that point. I don't know, man. Like, it's happened before. It's happened before, but, you know. I kind of like this whole unlocking new shoes. Customization up? Yeah, yeah customization updates with Sonic. I mean, I guess after Sonic Forces and their customization, they were like, oh, that caught on really well. Dude, he's getting some drip, man. He's going to get some nice <laughs> shoes. He's going to get a cool trail. Um... I don't know what this Jade Ghost thing is, but that's interesting. Oh, oh, so so those are Wisps, which give Sonic his power-ups in this game. And um, Jade Ghost is a new power-up that allows him to go through walls, reach hidden areas, stuff like that. Um, and what is this whole customized controls? Like, why is that exciting? Because I don't think you could really customize your controls in the Wii version. Your options were to either play with a Wii controller, um, right. Wii controller and nunchuck, the Wii Classic controller or a GameCube controller, but I don't think you could change controls. And I believe when I played on the GameCube controller, that upset me a lot. Gotcha. And you get the fully remixed soundtrack, which is nice. Um, right. I'm sure it looks beautiful, so I'm excited for it. Um, I'm getting the physical for this September seventh when it releases. I never got to play it, so it'll be fun. Um, this is uh, as far as Sonic game goes. This feels more pick-up-and-play than regular Sonic games because it has two kinds of levels. It has the ones that are like, here's a 30-second level, go. And then it has those levels that are like 5 to 10 minutes long almost. So this is still a 2D Sonic, though, no? 
or is it 3D? Oh, it's almost? both. It's uh, it's some areas are 3D, some areas are 2D. It's kind of like I, I almost want to say Sonic Unleashed, and because Sonic Unleashed did that too, where you had areas where there were 2D and 3D. You know, sometimes it merges. So it has You're Sonic running... Forces esque levels where it's 2D, and other times it's like Sonic Adventure where it's full 3D and you can move around. That's nah, more like Rush style, where you just like go fast forward. It's it's not as open as some of the uh, oh, Sonic Adventure yeah. levels. I'm seeing that here, where he's running around and he can move outside of this 2D plane. Okay. Also weird in this game, Sonic can swim. It's never explained. It's never done again. It's just this one game, Sonic can swim. Gotcha. Well, you know, gotta have a caveat, I guess. Um, it's cool <sighs> that it's also only forty dollars, so that's nice. Yeah. Plus, it has all that new content, like the tail save yeah, system, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, content, new nice stuff. You know, it's not sixty. You know, it's not forty dollars. The Super Robot Wars thirty, which this imports already sixty five dollars, and that's before shipping. Okay, I have to know. Does the thirty stand for like thirtieth anniversary, or is this literally the thirtieth no, installment the, of this it's, franchise? It's the thirtieth anniversary. When I first saw it, I thought it was for um, like having thirty different. Uh, collabs because they do do collabs right. with other mecha mm, yeah, yeah. stuff like Mars and Z, Code Peace yeah, from yeah. the looks of it, Gundam, yep, all that stuff. So that's what I thought, but no, it's for the 30th anniversary. Um, I have Super Robot Wars T, and then I have the Gundam tactics game. Um, what the heck is it called? The one that I, I forget what it's called, it just came out. I have okay, I have not played any of these. I thought somebody stream one of these. It reminded me a little bit of Fire Emblem. They're literally Fire Emblem, but instead of medieval fantasy, it's mecha. That's really all you have to know. It's the same I mean, exact thing. It's fantastic. And the cool thing I is mean, that all the different collabs intertwine together. I, I believe the last one I've seen played of this was like 2D top-down still, like 16-bit graphics-esque looking. It was also on Switch, but it just looked more SNES-era styled. Well, if you watch the trailer um, um, that I'm watching now, you can see mm -hmm. the fights are definitely in 3D, and it's showing through yeah. all the different collabs. And it has even characters from, and like cutscenes from um, Gundam and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to see if they're going to show a tile system or not. But uh, they, so SDG generation Gundams kind of has the 2D, 3D tile system. The older ones have the 2D, 3D tile system, but it's definitely not all 16-bit. Um, sure. Here's maybe a better picture of what it looks like here. Maybe if it shows me. These are literally just all battles. Like, we're not just going to show the tiles mm -hmm. at all, apparently. Maybe here? It's here fine. Go. There you go. That's kind of what it's going to be looking like. So it's kind of, you know, it's Fire Emblem where you have the, the sprite version of the character and then the battles are like 2D, 3D. Sure. Sure. Definitely a lot of this fun, is... but if you're not going to import it, I wouldn't even and play it. Like it's not worth it because it's definitely a hefty price. Yeah, this just makes me want to. This just makes me just want to have a port of um, Project X Zone. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can see that. That would be cool. I mean, this game has four editions coming out in Japan. The West will be ple pleased to hear that it does include English language subtitles, so you can import it from mm -hmm. PlayAsia, which is probably what I'll do. I do like that. Um, It'll include some different bonus missions as well. Uh, sure. And the one good thing is these have a lot of content. Like Super Warbot Wars T has like a hundred hours of content plus. This one probably has similar. So can't can't hate it for that. No. 
But yeah, I'm I'm still getting in three houses this week, so I still have <clears throat> two of those to go through before. I might actually restart that and play it because I only got like four or five hours in. Did you start it no. already? Oh, it's it. Uh, my my package got delayed. Okay, so when you get it, maybe I'll start it and then we can play and talk to talk about it at the same time. Speed run it, see who can beat it first. No, well, I definitely won't win that, but I <laughs> did want to play it because I did like Fire Emblem for a while. Like I liked all the 3DS ones. Sure. I played one or two of them on the GBA. So. Speaking uh, of things I will never pick up. FIFA 12, 22, 12. Well, um, they're essentially yeah. the same game. Uh, at oh least gosh. on the Switch looking. <laughs> yeah. So it has been announced that the new updated game, FIFA 22, is just going to be another Legacy Edition. So so that's I mean, basically just a roster update, right? Yeah. Basically, Again, no reason to I buy gave... sports games on the Switch. There's no reason. Unless they're Mario or like third party, like uh, or like indie rather, not even third party. There's no reason to buy sports games on the Switch. That's the one. Right. That's the one genre that's really messed up on the Switch. Yeah, the last time I liked the FIFA game was FIFA two thousand. It's just so weird. I just I don't know. Like the Mario sports games, fantastic. The indie games like Golf Story, great. The main AAA ones, terrible. Terrible, I, I just, I just don't get it, right? With the Switch, EA could have such um, a killing, and they're just literally not doing anything with it. Oh, here's a here's an update for a different game, basically, and that's it. And like, yeah, dude, you, I don't know if you. Well, I'm into The Sims, right? Like a good amount because I like The Sims of... would be perfect on the Switch no, 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 with no, no, the no, Pikmin Play Go. I'm not even saying The Sims, like. They had like a bunch of those offshoot, shoot, offshoot games like Herbs and stuff like that mm -hmm. way back in the day on DS and even GBA. Hell, just yeah. bring that series back and make a new version that's exclusive to the Switch because they were at one time exclusive to handheld only and you will sell games. I guarantee it. Yeah, or like bring even My Sims or anything, but don't just do yeah, nothing at a bare minimum. Because they had, that was a 3DS title, I think. They, I think that was also Wii. They had a, dude, the Animal Crossing population would eat up Sims in instantly. I know, but EA is just sitting there doing nothing, which upsets me because they have a lot of good franchises that they're not doing anything with. And <clears throat> they could, yeah, they could make, uh, they could literally make a brand new game, or or like an upgraded version of any of the ones we mentioned, or even just a downgraded Sims Free Play or an upgraded mobile version, and people would buy it right? on Switch. Yes, I know, and they're just not. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's infuriating as a Switch owner. Uh, well, at least... Well, was it Burnout that they brought to Switch? At least we got that. Burnout Paradise Remastered, my favorite one. Yeah, we did get that. I can't lie. At least we have that, yeah. That, that, and it plays really well. I, 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 I beat it. I, I really enjoyed it on Switch. Plays and runs really well. Um, oh, well. It's just... Whatever. They're, the EA train is just... Not great. No. You know it is great. No, it's not. The Witcher Three is not a good game. Wow, dude. <laughs> they um, they're getting the free DLC though. That's so uh, that's here's cool. the thing I don't get about this tweet that they posted, right? Yeah. The Witcher Three Wild Hunt next gen update is coming to PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, and PC this year. Right. 
spoiler alert, we also prepared some free DLCs. More info to, coming soon. Is this free DLC... Oh, it, the free DLC is inspired by the TV show on Netflix. Yes. But is that only coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC? Or is that also coming to, like, Switch, PS4, you it know, says, uh, it Xbox One? It says, and yeah, they will be released for every version of the game, including the Switch version. It says it right there. Where? I right. missed that? Right here. In Am this... I... Not, Am I not, it's, not on the, it's not on the tweet itself. Ah. It's right above the tweet in the article. They need to be more... They only have, they only have 100... What, 280 characters? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so... Good news for uh, people who like The Witcher 3. I wasn't a big fan. I still don't... I still don't have it. Well, I... Let, let me rephrase. I've played a little bit of it, but I don't have it on Switch. So, I was considering today picking it up again, giving it a second chance. Because I was at Walmart, and they still have that limited edition, you know, all the way in the, with the cardboard box and everything for 50 bucks yep. with all the DLC... Not not the butchered version that they released later, you know. No, mm-hmm. the full version, complete edition, everything for fifty bucks. And I was considering picking it up, but I didn't because I didn't like The Witcher Three on PlayStation Four. I... What didn't you like about it? It was boring mostly. If I can't, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's when a game is boring. <laughs> well, all right, not teach their own. I'm sure many will not like your comment. <laughs> I'm the Witcher 3 is can, boring you can I... have the contrarian opinion <laughs> um, it's still cool I guess though Minecraft Dungeons is also getting DLC for those interested because I did see that article I just didn't have time to add it uh, they announced a new Jeez. DLC a new DLC um, package or not package you know like a, a new map theme how they've been doing they announced an ultimate edition and more free dlc too so that's cool that game is still doing well i guess well it's minecraft so i mean i guess it's not hard to do well especially since it's cross-platform and cross-progress now it, it, it... so here's the thing right speak of minecraft so minecraft dungeons in my opinion doesn't run great on Switch. It uh, kind of runs a little bit poorly. So does know, everything especially... else, though. <laughs> no, no, no. This one is like noticeably like bad. Like, oh, if you play with two players, frame rates dip like twenty and lower. You gotta buy it on Steam, dude. I'm not gonna buy it again. <laughs> anyway, um, so it doesn't run that great, you know. And um, they recently released an update for the regular Minecraft Bedrock Edition. Right. Um, Cliffs and Case Part One. I want to say. Right. So I downloaded the update. My wife and I, we've been playing Minecraft for a while. And a couple of months ago, all her stuff was just gone off the world, you know. Only my stuff was still there. She was reset back to level one. We were upset. So we didn't play it for a while. Right. We wait for the update to come out. We log back in. And she literally can't do anything. She can walk around. She can't open doors. She can't open chests. She can't interact with anything. What are they doing with the Switch version of Minecraft? It is infuriating because it's such a fun game. You hate to hear it. They're not caring, man. They're really not. (laughs) I don't know. That's weird. I don't really play Minecraft on Switch. I don't even play Minecraft that much anymore. I played it for so long when it came out, and I just got burned out on it. What I'm not interested in either is this next game. I don't know why you shared this, but I guess you're interested in it. Oh, it, 
I don't know. There's something about the art style that just look that just appeals to me here in this game. So this is like a Where's Waldo video game. Is that what's happening? Uh, from what I understand, it's more like a adventure game. Like you walk around the city, you find clues, stuff like that. I've never even detective. heard of this uh, Pierre the Maze Detective. Really? It. Uh, I think this was featured on Nintendo Direct. No, like the character's book. Like I never heard of the book. Oh, not before. No. Not before the game, I never heard of it, but there's something about this art style that just captivates me. Yeah, I mean, and it looks like, cool. Um, 100 hidden and, objects and unique trophies to find, 500 interactions, original soundtracks, release date, July 15th. It looks, looks alright. Hey, for an adventure game, it doesn't look bad. It, uh, like, you, you're right in one regard, it does remind me of a Where's Waldo book. Right. Which is one of the reasons I might like it, because, you know, there's and just Labyrinth City, you know, I, I'm going to say, I like, to, I like a good maze and Labyrinth. <laughs> there it is. What I, and then we have our Red Colony 2 coming out. Yeah. Which you got a code that's, for. That's, yeah, I got a review code for. I downloaded it early today. I 100% completed the first one, which I liked. It's a 2D horror game, side-scroller. Mm-hmm. There's some, I know, can't some get into it, stuff. It has some risque stuff in it. The first one had zombies. The second one has zombies and raptors. Dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah. Um, it all makes sense once you play the first one and you, uh, you, you, you get into the story and stuff. So then it will make sense why there's zombies and raptors. I, I don't know, man. I tried to get into the first one and I can't. I cannot do it. So here's one issue more or less i had with the first one the first time i played it you know it has like some jump scares that caught me off guard because you don't expect them especially with like the art style here it's like it's like not the creepiest art style you can have you know especially with the 2d background and the yeah the the, the main character is not looking you know something that you would expect from a horror game the way right. they are dressed and stuff right <laughs> So the jump scares got me, but then the second playthrough I did for 100% completion, I realized that, this, that the enemies, like the zombies, were all incredibly slow, and they did not have any like ranged attacks or anything. So you could just approach a zombie with your knife, which was the only weapon you needed the entire game. Just approach a zombie, stab, take a step back, stab, take a step back, and you would never get hit. They would not increase in speed. They would not get better at catching you off guard. Usually they would not gang up on you on, from both sides, so it was like, you know, combat was a little bit on the easy side in that regard. And if there's one thing that makes a horror game a not-so-good horror game, it's when you're too overpowered, because then you fear nothing anymore. Yeah, I was just so jarred by the graphic style, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can understand why. It's, but it's still fun, and, you know, it's it's... It's more cheesy horror than anything right, else, honestly. Right, right, yeah. So this comes out July 15th, sequel, mm -hmm. um, also six ninety nine, mm -hmm. and check that out. And then we have this last game, which is, like, weird. I don't know what it is, but it's coming out July 16th. Some, some weird games with birds and, and I don't know. And some guy who keeps coming back to life in different games with a sword that's, like, the Master Sword or something like that. Oh, I forgot. You've never played this one, have you? <laughs> no. I've never played most of them. And by never played, I mean I've never beaten most of them. 
So a lot of people would say that The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is one of the lesser Zelda games. I would disagree. I would agree that it has maybe a little bit too much hand-holding, a little bit too much story going on for what I would like in a Zelda game. Right. Um, However, Mm. other than that, it... uh, it did some stuff I really liked. You can uh, buy multiple potions, each with different abilities. Uh, you can upgrade your shield, where, which had durability. You know, more on that came back in um, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> this one also introduced the sailcloth from Breath of the Wild. And it also had the stamina gauge from Breath of the Wild. All of that originated in this game. All ideas, everybody, you know, agrees were the best ideas in Zelda ever. Yeah, I guess it's going to be exciting. I don't know what to expect. Like I said, I'm not very good at my track record of finishing Zelda games, so I don't know. We shall see. One thing I really liked about this, um, in a lot of Zelda games after A Link to the Past, once you get a weapon, it is usually implied that that weapon is what kills the boss of the dungeon. Yeah. For example, you get the hammer, you're going to need the hammer to bash the uh, boss's head in. Get it. You know, whereas in A Link to the Past and most Zelda games before that, you could just defeat bosses with your sword, with other weapons, this and that. This game brings that back. You do not always necessarily need the dungeon item to beat the boss. Gotcha. And it has the, I really like. And it has the um, motion controls or buttons, which is cool. Yes, that was know, something about. I know a lot of people didn't like the motion only. Yeah, the one thing that is going to bother me about that is because it was motion-controlled, combat was more of a one-to-one focus instead of, like, groups of monsters sometimes. Right. Which means that combat might feel a little bit slow, slow compared yeah. to... Yeah, because you're, you're not fighting a horde of monsters, you're just fighting one-on-one, and... Right. And then you sense. have to wait, because you... I... Oh, what other spans call again? The... the, the, the Deku Baba? Sure. And they, they can either open sideways or up and down. And you have to wait for it to open. And then if it opens up and down, then you have to swing your sword from left to right in order to you know, cleave them in two. Or right, if they open right. sideways, you have to... So there's a lot more of that waiting that was introduced in Ocarina of Time in it. Which, you know, as time went on, that waiting was reduced. But then here it's back because of the motion controls that the original game had. Yeah, Other than that... Yeah. Um, we got the uh, amiibo, which looks beautiful. Um, that Zelda that looks beautiful. And we get the Joy Cons. Right, the Sword and Shield Joy Cons. They look nice. Um, I didn't get to grab the Joy Cons, but I did secure the amiibo. Now here's one more thing about this game. If you like a nice big open world, you're not gonna find it here. Thank God. I might actually finish it. Because you have Skyloft, which is where Link lives at the beginning of the game. Right. And then you have, like, the land below, which will later become Hyrule. It's not Hyrule here yet. It's mm. just a big open... It's just a big wilderness. Got it. Now, the thing is, it's divided into three areas. Forest, desert, and mountain, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember well. Volcano? You cannot... With the volcano or whatever? Yeah, yeah that's, that. that would be mountain. I see that here, yeah. The thing is, you cannot travel to those while you're at the while you're in the land below. You are going to have to travel back up 
to Skyloft and then go to the next area that you want to explore because it's not a big open connected world anymore. This is segmented. Ah, makes sense. Like old school. <laughs> like, no other Zelda game was as segmented as this, is what I'm trying to say. It's like, this was more like, um, what could I compare it to? You know when Secret of... Have you ever played Secret of Mana? Uh, yeah. And how you can only get to certain areas if you shoot there with a cannon? Yeah. That's, that's comparable. Well, this cannot... is also maybe designed that way because originally it was motion controls and maybe they didn't want people complaining of pain or whatever from long gameplay loops. So, like, it gives an excuse to take a rest. I don't know. It's just Probably. me guessing. Like, if you have an interconnected world, you'll just keep playing. And since it was motion-only controlled back then, maybe that's why. I remember being stuck in a dungeon for forever for the dumbest reason in this game. And I'm going to spoil it for you. Because you don't want to get stuck for this reason. So I got stuck in a room because I had to put water on a fire. And I couldn't get the water on the fire. So it was something like that. And I couldn't figure it out how. Because if I tried to pick up an item and throw it at the fire, I wouldn't reach far enough. And if I would just slash at the item, it would just break. Okay. I looked it up. You have to stab the item, and then you can throw it with your sword further. That was not a mechanic that was ever used before, and I don't think it's a mechanic that's ever used after. That's terrible. <laughs> and it's, I know, it was bad. Like, that's just... Yikes. <laughs> Um, wow. Alright, well, there you go. This comes out Friday, July 16th, mm -hmm. and then we have some other games looking forward to in the weeks to come. So July is still looking to be a pretty good, exciting week. Um, we didn't talk much about Monster Hunter Stories 2, mostly because I haven't played a ton of it yet. I did do an unboxing, because I got the collector's edition with the amiibo, and I just did receive the other two amiibo. So, at least I got that, and I don't have to worry about being paranoid about getting them, but I haven't played it too much. Yeah, other than the demo, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I played Monster Hunter Stories 2 for a bit. It feels like an upgraded Monster Hunter Stories 1. Can't complain. It's, it's Monster Hunter Stories 1, but with so many QR, uh, quality of life upgrades, it's amazing. <laughs> right. The weirdest thing that has happened to me so far in the game, you know Monster Dance, right? Um... Yeah. It's like you go inside... Oh, the dance, yes, 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 yes. The yes. Monster Dance. I went into a monster den, defeated a monster who then retreated to its den, so I had a monster den inside a monster den. That's awesome. How, I how far, how far have, you can... gotten, have you gotten past the demo? I do not remember where the demo ends. The demo, ends at, um, the demo ends at the Anjanath fight. I have encountered the Anjanath. I was not allowed to fight him yet. You've encountered the Anjanath, but you haven't allowed... To... I don't know if that actually no, happened to me or not. Because where I am at, you and you are going to fight a monster, and then Neviru is concerned. He's like, ooh, there's something in my whiskers. Something bad is going to happen. And then the Anjanath shows up, and you have to run away. Okay, so you haven't passed the demo yet. No, probably not. It's. I've also still been playing um, Monster Hunter Stories 1. Yeah. Because I'm on the last 10 missions on that one that I want to beat still. I've been playing the five-year anniversary event of Dead by Daylight. I've been playing Legend uh, no, Secret of Mana because I need to beat that one still. 
I've and been then I've work been in Life Simulator. And then Homework Simulator 2021, which is horrible. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the game is awesome. I I think it's solid. I'm probably gonna put a lot of time into it. Same with Rise, and we have the roadmap, which is good. So there's at least content till October to do, which is nice. Right. Um, I had I had one issue with it so far. I like RPGs, right? Oh turn boy, ba- here we go. Uh, I like turn-based RPGs as much as the next person, right? They're great, they're fun. And I know that turn-based RPGs sometimes want to look a little bit spectacular. So they, you know, they, they, they like let go and they show you spectacle with big attacks and stuff. Right. But if I'm in the tutorial and I see something that is basically an equivalent of blowing up like an entire ecosystem I saw in the this tutorial. Tweet. I saw this tweet. I'm like, that might just be a little bit overkill. Like, let me do my regular special attack, not the four, four, two months or two player attack. That's the spirit, just blow- the spirit bomb yeah. that blows up everything. Yeah, that, that basically, that's what it compares to. Yeah, the, the spirit bomb of Goku at the end of Dragon Ball Z, like like the end end, not the first one he throws, not the last one he throws. Yeah, no, that's it, what it looks like the destruction to. of Namek, to be honest with you. And it's... yeah, that's what it looks like. And I'm like, this is the tutorial. Please <clears throat> save the spectacle for later. Like, I I, I, I I grew up in JRPGs, right? I played Lufia on Super Nintendo, and it had, like, you know, oh, it rains a little bit of fire, and you cast Fireball and stuff, and then by the end, you get those world destruction spells. But here, it's like, it's your first special ability. There you go, have fun. I actually just saw someone post that game, that they, they got it, Lufia. Dude, I need like, Lufia. They got, a, they got a complete in-box version for 200. I need Lufia on Switch, like, for real. I was like, oh, wow, look at that. The only other game well, I'm anticipating that's not doesn't have a release date yet is Pokemon Unite because they keep teasing stuff every day and they said July <laughs> and it's almost halfway through July so let's uh, let's get chopping on that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Especially since doesn't... it's free, so why not have League of Legends on Switch? I that, mean, yeah, that's a genre that's lacking the MOBA department on Switch. I mean, oh, that was that was so disappointing. They released oh, what was it called? They had a. This, uh, I want to say it was a Chinese game that I forgot the name of. There was a MOBA that they released a while ago, and then they just dropped support for it like within no time. That was unfortunate. I'm not sure. Um, not sure offhand, but yeah, that, it'll be cool to have it. And it's Pokemon, so I'm excited for that. And that's pretty much it. We said this is going to go short, and we've recorded for an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's how it goes. <laughs> Alright, that's all for this week's episode of Nintendo Rama. Episode 14 was a blast, and we recorded way longer, as usual. That's how it goes. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to look forward to upcoming week, so I hope you'll be there. Yes, we got Zelda this week, and more games to come very soon. See you guys next time. See you next time. <laughs>